Hello everyone. I am back in front of a microphone, as I'm sure most of the people that know me knew I would be. I have recorded this first podcast two times actually. This is the third time. Unlike my writing, when I write, I just write it off the dome and then I can edit it all the way back and it feels really good. I like damn it, there's one. Hang on. I'll explain to you what I'm talking about in a second. But when I write it, it feels really good. And I post it and I think, that's good. I like that. But when I speak, I like speaking. Speaking is my favorite. <laughs> but it just doesn't, when I hear it back, um, I think to myself, I was going to say it again. I think to myself, I could do better than that. So I redo it and redo it and redo it. I'm going to fight my perfectionism. I'm going to post these out. The topic of conversation is why I'm so scared to speak these days what I've been through recently, what I want to do kind of, and um, mainly about accepting who you are as a person because that is the topic of my day today. The reason why you've heard me say a couple of things which probably sound a bit skew-if and a bit strange, um, I don't have Tourette's and I'm not crazy. I'm just trying to stop saying, and this doesn't count, like, because in the last one I said it about 400 times and you know once you hear something you can't unhear it I wouldn't subject you to that. Now, I'm, not, I'm trying not to be a perfectionist, but that also doesn't mean I need to torture three listeners with uh, 400 likes. So, so far, I've only said it once and I caught myself. I've got a pen and paper in front of me. I'm going to catch myself every time I say it and we're going to get better, which is a perfect segue, which I found out how to write properly the other day and it is very strange spelling, but that's besides the point. Perfect segue into why I'm so scared to do these. Because when the dudes say, God, whether you believe in God or not, doesn't matter, okay? Whoever you believe made us, when they were making us, along that assembly line, Jeff forgot to restock the filters. And then when me as a baby rolled through, someone yelled out, hey, Jeff, you forgot the filters, cuz. Go and grab some more. Oh, sorry, too fucking late. That one got through. Because I don't have one. And not only does it scare the people around me, which often tell me, you have a tendency to fly off the handle, so you really need to rein it back. It also scares me because I tell myself, you have a tendency to fly off the handle and you really need to rein it back. But I can't, which leads into another perfect segue, acceptance of yourself. But we're not going to go there just then, but I need to use that segue because it was perfect. Let's go back. Why I'm so scared. I have a tendency to shoot it off the cuff. You won't meet more people, more upfront and more honest to the point of being obnoxious sometimes than me. It's what I find meaning in. I love speaking to people. I'm very, I'm a fighter at heart, so I'm going to say what I want to say. And when people tell me I can't, it makes me just want to do it more. I'm this weird mix of person where I'm terrified of saying things because I, I do have a lot of insecurities, as I'm sure most of you out there do, that people don't think I do because of what I do, but it's just this strange mix I'm talking about. I've got, I've got insecurities like you do, but... 
you know, Jeff, man, he, he, he forgot the filter. So he's like, oh, let me grab that baby. Damn it. I said it one more time. Let me get, grab that baby and just chuck some extra nut in there because he has no filter. That'll fix it up. No, Jeff, you fucked it up. Because not only do I have some insecurities, which have plagued me throughout my life, I got these large sized nuts, which force me to say things anyway. It's kind of like, damn it, I said it again. Three times, we're gonna try to get less than five. I don't even know how to phrase this sentence now because I am referring to something else. But when you're taken off on a big wave that you know is closing out, sometimes you say to yourself, this wave is gonna hurt and I'm not even gonna make it. I'm dropping in anyway though. And that's kind of like, I'm not even writing that one down because I needed it. That's kind of like how I am with my speaking and what I put out publicly. I have very strong opinions about things. The reason why the website's called Life's Observations is because I know a lot of people see these things and they know these things, but they don't understand them. And a lot of the time they're scared or don't have the time to speak about them. And I do, it's what I find most enthralling about life is tackling what makes up the fundamental reality, the fabric that's woven into this reality of society, breaking it down and trying to understand what it is to be a human. Because it's been done for thousands of years, all throughout religion, all throughout Stoicism, all throughout Asia, there's been people that have They've, they've just written about what it is to be a human. And there's no amount of times you can rewrite it because the human experience changes from day to day. What it is like to live today is a stark comparison to what it was like to live even 50 years ago. If you're a gay person, 10 years ago, you couldn't get married. If you were a woman 60 years ago, you probably didn't even drive. Wait, no, that was in the 60s. A hundred years ago, you probably didn't even drive, you know, and then you go back further and further and it gets crazier and crazier and crazier. And we're living in this new age of this thing called social media, which has revolutionized the way we interact and the way we feel about ourselves. And just about every single thing that it is to be a human has been affected by a media platform that is flat and that engages all and that is accessible to nearly everyone. And now I'm trying to be a voice of reason on some of these things. But lastly, on the fear of speaking, it's that these days people have a tendency to prescribe meaning and motive to what you say. And I'm a big Jordan Peterson fan. You'll hear this, you hear a lot of the same sentiments in what I say because I've heard them from him. But he said this one thing that just resonates. Um, I don't agree with it, but it sticks with me. It's He said, be careful of what you say. Now, I think I am misinterpreting what he means but the way I interpret it was and it'd be easy to misinterpret be very careful of what you say because it could ruin you and I don't believe that to be true I I just can't get with that train of thought don't get me wrong still terrified of it what I went through a couple years ago really sent me for six you probably don't know I don't know someone that has copped as much online punishment as me personally Obviously, there's people that are celebrities that do. But on a personal level, you probably don't know someone that's taken the beating I've be- that, I, that I took over the last two years. So um, 
I just don't think it's fatal. You see politicians, you know, I was reading a book this morning and he talked about a politician, this woman that she was stout against gay marriage, advocated against gay marriage, publicly voted no to gay marriage. This is in the UK. And then when gay marriage was passed, not a year later, she was advocating that people that didn't agree with gay rights were grooming, were, were being groomed, sorry, for extremism. Like talk about a 180. That's insane. And no one bats an eyelid as long as you... See, I think what really scares me is I don't go along with the societal norms. It's where them balls come, like, I wouldn't say in handy. They almost work against me. I don't give a fuck. You know, I do give a fuck, but I don't give enough fucks to not think what I want to think. And um, that's hard. And it's scary. Because I'm going to come out and say things like, I don't think racism's that big of a deal in 2020. Sorry, just don't. And people are going to go, see, what he means is, and by the way, there's a full stop on the end of that. I don't think it's a big deal. Full stop. Very short sentence, very broad. Ask me about it. But instead, people would go, no, that's actually a comma. What he means is that he hates all people of a different shade of skin and that he's a massive racist and that he thinks that everyone on earth should die. You know, that's what people do these days. But the thing is, I don't think it's fatal. And I've kind of been blessed with this superpower. My online reputation probably couldn't be worse. So you're going to hear me say things about acceptance and fear in this podcast. And you're going to think, Cameron, dude, you've already fucked it all up. You're already a terrible person online. So what are you even scared of? And I would say, yep, I'm right there with you, brother. I don't know either. It's almost just a... It's a fundamental feeling. You're always scared of people saying mean things about you, even if there are only mean things to say about you right now. So, anywho, moving forward, let's talk about acceptance now. So, a couple of years ago, this is a thing too, when I speak, I'm like, oh, I talk, damn it, I said like again. I talk too much about the past, but it's very hard for anyone, even those close to me, to comprehend how hard that was on me. You know, I was an insecure guy, but people thought I was the most confident, the most able opponent. So let's just grab the battens, grab the pitchforks and beat the shit out of this guy. But really, I was already beating the shit out of myself long before that. And funny enough, that's what I actually needed was that extra bit of pressure to finally go, all right, it's time to change a couple things around here because this doesn't feel good anymore. But I am going to talk about those times because right now, two years on, they formed the person I am. They're a big part of who I am. And I'm sorry if people don't want to keep hearing about the same types of things, but I just learnt so much from that. I'm probably going to be drawing knowledge from that experience until the day I'm dead. It was that impactful on me. It changed that much in my life. It, it highlighted so many things I was doing wrong uh, and so many things I needed to improve on that my trajectory on life just totally changed. Um, it seeps its way into nearly every topic I talk about, but hopefully through just talking about it um, and expressing myself publicly that I'll be able to move on from it. But that's where my acceptance kind of, I decided I need to really start thinking about who I am. And then when I did, I noticed there was a couple of things. What were people saying about me that got me 
I got riled up. I mean, I got really mad. And that's what people would see. They'd be like, okay, well, there's this nice guy 90% of the time, but then he just flies off the handle and he just beats the living piss out of a guy. What the hell is going on? So like a piñata, they just started beating the shit out of me to try and figure out what pops out. And um, I tell you right now, the things that hurt my feelings the most were when people called me a loser. And there were some nasty, very ingenuitive names, by the way. Uh, very creative, uh, very new, and things I'd never heard before. Great names to be called. But none of them affected me other than like, damn it, I said it for a fifth time. Other than loser. Because I felt like I'd sacrificed so much and I'd done so much and I'd worked so hard that when people called me a loser, it just tore my soul apart because I felt like, does that count, that one? I'm putting it down anyway. Dang it, that's six. But I felt as though my life was meaningless at that point. And um, that was the best thing that could happen to me because the reason it affected me so much was because to me, my life was meaningless. And that's why it affected me. It was true. It frustrated me because I knew I could be doing more and I wasn't where I needed to be and I was procrastinating and I was settling and I was scared of what could be and I was scared of what I should be doing so I kept on just keeping on. And then when people told me that that's what I was doing and that who I thought I could be actually wasn't who I was, it pissed me off. But it's so cool because if someone says something and it makes you mad, then the likelihood is it's true. Because people would also tell me he's an emotional guy. You know, he has a tendency to fly off the handle. And now my sister said that to me the other day. And like I said, this is two years on. It, this is just, I know there was a like in there, but that one was necessary too. Um, Two years on, I'm still learning because when she told me that, I said yes. And one of the first times I'd ever acknowledged it, yes, I am an emotional guy. And that leads me to my last point. When you're ambitious and you're aspiring and you want to be more, it's very important to know that you don't have what you want to have because you're not who you need to be. And I thought that that meant I needed to change who I was. I needed to fix myself. Like, damn it, another one rebuild myself in a way and that couldn't be further from the truth I'm already a cool guy I'm already an awesome person I'm already really nice I'm already a lot of things I like who I am I'm a cool ass dude but I need to be better I need to be smarter I need to be stronger I need to be more truthful I need to be more active I need to be more creative I need to be a lot of things but it doesn't change who I am it's just improvements on who I am and that's a fundamental difference and it's one that needs to be recognised. I recognised that when this girl at work actually, she said, oh, you said you're not who you are, or you said you're not who you need to be in order to get what you want. But then you also said you don't want to change. And it was a perfect question. I love questions like that because on the spot she triggered a plant, a seed in my a brain that uh, blossomed into a, uh, into a full-fledged thought which was, I don't need to change, I need to improve. And I'd never known that before. I'd always tried to stuff myself into boxes that I didn't fit. 
my brother's doing this, my dad did this, my friends are doing this, the news tells me I should do that. Maybe I shouldn't be so emotional. Let's try to not be who I am. I'm 27 years old now. That's not going to change. I'm an emotional guy. But what I've done is I've improved on how I deal with those emotions. I can't make myself not emotional. Um, The same thing too, I want to use this podcast. I'm sorry if this podcast sucks. Uh, Let me know if it does because I'll stop doing them. But um, the people I like, not just the mean people because I don't trust you anyway. But yeah, honestly, I feel like I've, I've lived a very tough life. I know a lot of people live tough lives. Everyone has a story and everyone has a background and I have great parents and all those things. But mentally for me, growing up as a kid, putting myself, what I put myself through, being in situations I've been through, coming through what I've come through. When you hear my story and you hear what I'm about or you've known me for longer than a day, you know what I'm about, you know what I've been through, you know how serious I can be. And that's all through the experiences that I found myself in in life. And my sister said to me the other day, she's like, you haven't been through as much as you think you have been through. And you know what? I was That's something I defend adamantly because I know wholeheartedly down to my core how hard I've had to fight. Like I know all the, all the scary positions I've been in that most people that know, you know. If you know, you know. But people on the outside go, oh, he's just some white kid from the South Coast. It's nah. I've been through the shit. And when my sister said that, I was like, I'm going to defend this adamantly. And then you know what I thought? Maybe not. Maybe it was easy for me. I don't know, but I'm figuring it out. And it was an acceptance of what could be the truth because I don't know anything. And that's the point. I don't know anything and neither do you because things change. There's nothing in this life that stays stagnant. So... I'm trying to be honest about who I am because if I'm honest about who I am and that's the last thing I can tell you about the night that I spent with my sister at this concert because we had so much, so much good conversation. Um, she said, I worry about you. <clears throat> You're a deep feeler. When you put yourself out there, I said, sis, I can't not put myself out there. Yeah, yeah, I know she said, but it's, you know, it worries me. I care about you. I said, Thanks. But I do feel like I am stronger than I've ever been. I'm back to square one. I've got less than I've had. But I'm stronger than I've ever been. And the funny thing is, I'll tell you why I'm stronger, but the funny thing is, all I can remember saying, all I can remember saying when people were trying to take my business from me, they were trying to rip my life out from underneath me, they were trying to put me in jail, They were saying things about me and my family that I'd never heard before, that I'd never wanted to hear. But all I could think about was, I'm going to come back for you all. You's making me stronger and you don't even know it. You're trying to end me, yet you're helping me begin. You're doing the exact thing that you don't want to do to someone like me, which is try and tear me down, because if you do, I'll rebuild it 10 times bigger, 10 times stronger. And that's where I am now. And that's what I told my sister. I'm honest now. So if someone says something that pisses me off, if I say something wrong and someone calls me out on it, I damn well hope that I'm honest enough to admit it and I will move straight the fuck on. So I told myself, 20-minute podcast, uh, and it's 19 minutes and 50 seconds. I love you all. Thank you. We have two subscribers. I want to get 
20,000 subscribers. So we have 19,998 more to go. I love you all. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you. Bye.